What's up, Brad? How you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm really excited about this, and I think you know why. This is our first recap episode of Her Digital Brand. This has been a long time coming to you. We've been yes. talking about this for a while, and it's it's kind of unreal that it's here. I know. Well, it's funny, too. Like, of course, we, you know, I, whenever you're listening to this, we've actually already recorded over 20 episodes, um, and we're ironically filming this first episode last uh, so we've got a couple under our belt. So hopefully that makes it a little bit, uh, a little bit better for you today. But these recap episodes are essentially going to uh, happen every week. And they're going to be after we interview the guest. And we're just going to focus on one specific thing that person talked about. And we're going to make it super practical. And we're going to break it down in a way that you can implement immediately. Our goal is to keep these like 10, 15 minutes max. And we want you to walk away uh, with something that you can immediately use. Um, Brad, anything else to add uh, as it relates to recap episodes? No, I think you nailed it. My whole goal with these is that they're practical. I've always used this term, like I want to use the recap episodes to kind of lift the hood a little bit because mm-hmm. you you hear from these amazing guests and now you get to hear from us. And this is something, you know, we work with brands on a daily basis. So th- I see this as an opportunity to kind of li- lift the hood and give practical advice to listeners. Yeah, for sure. So today we're going to cover a topic that is kind of overarching across all like all of our clients, all digital brands. And so that's why we wanted to start with this. And Dr. Ashreen Areem talks about this in her interview this week. But ultimately, we want to talk about what it looks like to add revenue streams with different types of digital products and what different types of digital products really even even are. So I want to run through kind of a list of different ideas for different types of digital products. Maybe you're sitting here thinking, oh, I have a course or I have a membership and you're not really totally aware of what other types of products exist out there. Or maybe you're like, hey, this course or this freebie has been successful. So how do I add another product to our lineup? That's our goal today is to kind of just give you some inspiration and um, give you some suggestions for different types of digital products that you can add to your business. Okay, so the most popular thing that most of our clients utilize as part of their business model is is the digital course. I mean, we're seeing this this online education industry is like this billion dollar empire now that's growing every year. And that's what a lot of people come to us for is help with building a digital course. And I think what we see is, is you know, we see a lot of people will create kind of like a signature course and maybe a, some other smaller ones. And they just keep utilizing the, the, those evergreen platforms year after year after year, and they really don't have to update them. Maybe, you know, every two to three years, you might update your course. But for the most part, it just lives in perpetuity, and they make great money doing it. But what we've seen, what's interesting over the last couple of months, and, and Kyler, you can attest to this, is that mm-hmm. we're seeing this massive push for memberships. Uh, I, I don't think in any other period of my life in my marketing career have I seen such a strong push for memberships. And I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a stat that I literally just saw two day, 10 minutes before we recorded this. So, you know, you and I follow, I think it's membership geeks and mm-hmm. they've got the, they had this quiz that they're running on Instagram and they, uh, so these guys are like membership gurus and they've got some fantastic content to help you build memberships, but they they did a poll of saying, what do you think is the average revenue, annual revenue for a membership? And the answer was like $246,000 a year is the average wow. annual revenue. Huh. For a membership. 
Well, so let's let's talk about that then. So courses, like most people are familiar with that. Like courses are, you know, they're pre-recorded. They're, you know, maybe one to two hours in length, maybe a little bit longer, maybe a little shorter. Someone typically buys the course. They pay you one time. They get right. access to it in, out, right? Memberships then kind of take that model and they take the content and stretch it out over longer periods of time. Usually they add in a community component to it and the client or the customer is paying you every month, every quarter, or every year to maintain access to that membership. The benefit of a membership over a course in most cases is that uh, you can get that recurring revenue every single month, every quarter, every year. Whereas with a course, you know, once someone buys it, you know, for the first first time, that's kind of the extent of your, your relationship with them. So yeah, we're definitely seeing uh, courses are not going away anytime soon. So I want to make that clear. Uh, and that's kind of the easy one. Memberships are starting to take off a ton. And then we also see uh, workshops, like these paid workshops or trainings or whatever you want to call them, um, taking off now too. And Dr. Reem talked about that in her interview. So do you want to just kind of like quickly explain what paid workshops are? Yeah. So first off, to kind of back up to, that, to Dr. Reem, she has a digital course. She has multiple digital courses. That was her first foray into this marketing space. Um, she has now added workshops into that revenue, you know, system. Yeah. Now with a workshop, there's a couple ways you can do this. You can either do these as in-person events where people pay for these events and they, they come to you to, for, you know, maybe it's a two or three days, whatever. And, and they get to spend time with you and, and other people, or you can do them digitally, which we saw a massive rise of that during, during the pandemic, right. was all these workshops went virtual everyone's on zoom. I kind of, you're starting to see this push now where we're going back to in-person because I think everyone's just zoomed out a little bit. So mm -hmm. it's interesting, you know, Dr. Reem does these on like a, a you know, how often is she doing them, Kyler? Do, do you actually know the answer to that question? I'm not sure. I, I want to say it's every month, but I could be, it could be a little bit longer in between because sure. she, she kind of cycles through different topics too, which allows her to have, you know, one or two right. workshops every month if she wants to, because the topic is never the same. You know, and I, so I used to work with Brand Builders Group and they utilize the same model. So they have, uh, they do workshops on, on a monthly basis. And again, during pandemic, they were, they were taking, they were done on Zoom. Now you have to fly to Nashville where they're located. Um, now what's interesting with them is they actually combine this as part of a membership model. So you're mm -hmm. a member. And then as part of your membership, you get um, in-person workshops. Interesting. We'll so, probably yeah. need to do an episode all about memberships at some point here in, in the near future. So we'll, we'll make a note of that. Oh, so sure. maybe, maybe workshops aren't the best fit for you, right? Maybe you don't love the live component of them. Maybe you uh, want something a little bit uh, less like forward facing. And so the other option that you could explore are digital downloads. So these are things like eBooks, templates, um, layouts, documents, resources, things that someone could pay for and then download and use them immediately. They're just generally like a document or something that they can use inside of a software or something that they can use to make their business uh, better. Um, and it's just a, a, a digital download. It's usually a lower cost um, product that they can utilize. Uh, you know, we've talked about Ashlyn Carter a lot on this. We've used this example with clients. So Ashlyn is a well-known copywriter. She's worked with Amy Porterfield and Delta Airlines, Chick-fil-A. So she's good at, very good at what she does. But if you go to her website, I think it's ashlynwrites.com, 
she has a store button on there where you can go buy templates that she's created. And these templates range in prices. I want to say anywhere. I've seen them anywhere from like 30 bucks to, you know, 120, 150, $200. So the prices definitely there, there's a wide range based on just how um, intense the download is, but it's a great way to make extra revenue. Uh, I, I know you and I've even talked about doing a store on our own page of doing doing mm-hmm. templates. And believe it or not, I actually saw on Twitter yesterday, this guy said, I, I think he works for Notion, but he he sells Notion templates on his personal website. And he yeah. said he, he's made six figures this year just selling Notion templates. Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy. So if you have a product that fits inside of a, like maybe you're an expert in a specific type of software or platform, yeah, templates are, are a great way to uh, do that. You know that software so well that you can package up kind of a, a framework for people to uh, kind of expedite their their success with that platform. The other option that you could explore is a paid newsletter. So similar to a digital download, it's something that isn't as like forward facing, like you don't have to be on camera, you're not really creating like visual, super visual uh, stuff. But a paid newsletter is something that would allow you to create content every week or every month, someone pays you a flat rate for that, and then they get access to it. Um, We worked with uh, Wholesome Nutrition Co., Hannah Wholesome, and uh, I would say, Brad, that she actually sort of has a paid newsletter. She essentially, for $9 a month, you get uh, an email every Thursday with recipes and grocery lists delivered right to your inbox. That's essentially a a paid newsletter, right? If someone is paying you a a fat, a flat fee, and then every single week, Hannah shows up in her her inbox with the content that they've uh, paid for. Yeah, that's an interesting example too. Because um, some people I think would look at Hannah's thing as a membership. And then there's some people that would look at that as a newsletter. Uh, so that's a really interesting way to put that. Typically, what we see in this space is that you want to have some nurture, you have a nurture email sequence. So whether that's a newsletter, or whatever you want to call it, that you are consistently emailing your audience. Okay, so when you get that number, when you got maybe let's just say two to 5,000 on that email list. That's usually when you see people start to have that discussion of hmm, maybe I should start charging for this. Mm-hmm. And typically what you do is you might keep the, uh, the free one as is, and then you have the paid one that runs alongside it that just offers a whole lot more depth to it that you're charging, gosh, you know, five, 10, 5, 10, 15 bucks a month for that. Right, for sure. Paid newsletters are great, but they do require a lot of work and a little bit of technical know-how. Like you sort of have to be able to separate like what is the free content that they that I always give away and then go deeper. And sometimes brands struggle with that a little bit because it's like, well, what is deeper look like and especially with the clients we work with who give away so much of their information already um it's kind of kind of challenging to figure out what that paid newsletter looks like but it is a great option yeah the next kind of oh, yeah sorry. go ahead i was just say i personally think if you have a course and a membership and then you start and you got your nurture sequence alongside that i think personally i think getting creating a paid one might be difficult because then you start to run into like, are you stepping on the toes of your course of your membership? Yeah, you're competing with yourself a little bit. Right. right. Yeah. The next kind of level up from that is a premium podcast. So like, obviously, we are recording a podcast here, and it's free for you to listen to. But there are things like premium podcasts. So it's similar to a newsletter where someone is paying for more in depth, exclusive content, but it's in the form of a podcast. So if you prefer to talk like this, or maybe you already have an existing podcast, the next opportunity for you might be a premium podcast. Maybe you have access to exclusive behind the scenes interviews that are only available when someone pays for that content. 
maybe there's a membership component worked in there. Uh, maybe there are extended cuts of your episodes. Maybe there are bonus resources that are launched every week. Maybe they get access to episodes a week or a month before anyone else does. That's what premium podcasts allow you to do is it allows you to essentially just go deeper with your existing podcast audience. I wish I had an example of this because it's a great idea, especially if, if this is your strong suit is just delivering things via the spoken word. But that's a great idea for, for widening the revenue. How I Built This is one of my favorite podcasts mm. with Guy Raz. And um, they have a, uh, I think they've just added a premium component to it. And really all that they do is they allow you to get access to episodes like a week in advance. So, I mean, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. Like you don't have to have, you know, any wild content. But um, if you want to go down that route, like a really easy entry point is just to say, hey, for five bucks a month, you can get access to our, you know, our podcast a week early. That's really interesting. You'd have to market that really well. Yeah, to, if you're just offering you know, free access a week or right, not yeah, and then how to how to make that change? That's probably right. a conversation we can have have yeah. in the future for sure. So then, last but not least, are paid communities. So these are similar to memberships, and sometimes a membership will have a paid community, but maybe someone just needs access to you, or they just need access to you know, in a group of people who are like them, and they're willing to pay for it. Um, these have existed like offline for like thousands of years, right? Like where people are kind of a part of like a more exclusive club that they might pay like membership dues to like, I mean, a terrible example of this is like a homeowners association, right? It's essentially mm -hmm. a paid community, but you can take that concept and remove the terribleness of an HOA and uh, turn it into something online where someone gets access to you. Maybe they get access to other people and they're paying for access to that every single month or every single year. Oftentimes, too, paid communities give exclusive access to live events. So we talked about that earlier with workshops. But if you have a paid community, more often than not, you're allowing them to get early access if you were to do some type of uh, workshop or live event. Are you a member of your HOA board? We don't have an HOA. Oh, here okay. Gotcha. In our you house. Would, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> I would not. I would not be on one, though. Okay. I, yeah. I was the president of mine. Were and, you really? <laughs> uh, yeah, I was. And I just want to say thank you to anyone that serves on HOA boards because it is the most thankless position in the world. <laughs> oh my gosh, I hate it every second. Uh, it doesn't surprise me that you that you did that though. Uh, yeah, it was. That's awful. hilarious. Um, That's so okay, funny. so so paid communities. This is, uh, what was I going to say? Interesting. Like the like you said, like I'm a firm believer. If you do a membership, I think you should have a community component to that. Uh, because I think that just elevates the value of your membership. So I've done a lot of focus groups this summer with with um, with moms all over the world, honestly. And what I have heard from several of them is that coming out of the pandemic, they feel isolated and they just want community with other moms. They want to feel like they would they 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 need to have the support of someone saying, "Hey, you're doing what you're doing is good." And they just need that right now because they feel so isolated. So I think paid communities are a great idea, whether it's like as part of your membership or not. If, if it's not a part of membership, then just think of a paid community as literally just a community without you having to deliver content like you would have to mm -hmm. in a membership. Um, yeah, so exactly. A little, a, a little less stress probably on the creator's end and a great way to build a community. And actually, I will say this. A paid community is not a bad place to start if you have something like a long-term vision in mind of doing a course or membership because it's a great place to do product research. Yeah, 100%.
All right, so we actually have a resource that's called Eight Alternative Formats to Traditional Online Courses. It's just a blog on our site. We'll link to that in the show notes. So if you want to explore like a little bit more of what these look like, figure out if they're maybe a good fit for you, you can go check out that blog. I'll make sure, like I said, it's linked in the show notes. But if you're looking to start a digital brand and you're not sure which avenue do I go down here? There's so many different opportunities. Hopefully this podcast was helpful for you. And maybe you're like, hey, I've been successful with a course or I've been successful with a workshop. What do I do next? We've given you a whole list of different opportunities and different ideas for adding a digital product to your lineup. We can't wait for you to hear the rest of the recaps that we've recorded. Like I said, we're recording this last. So we've already recorded all the rest of them, uh, at least through the first 20 or so. And they are really, really good. I, I, I just seriously can't wait for you to listen to them. They're going to be super practical, um, but we're so grateful you're here. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week.